name is Michael Govier, and welcome to the latest edition of the First Day Podcast. My co-host, Leanne Hello, and myself, always welcome your presence on the show. Don't forget we're on YouTube, and you can subscribe to our channel anytime. We would love to have your support and learn from you at any given time. You can watch replays of old episodes or catch the new ones every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This week, Leanne and I talk about blind spotting. It's a psychological term that focuses on the way people perceive the world and the people in it. Though what they are perceiving might not be the reality for that person internally or even externally, but we're blind to it. Leanne and I had a fascinating, intriguing, and as always, educational discussion about blind spotting. So strap in and put your thinking cap on for the latest episode of The First Day Pod. Hi. Hi, guys. Welcome in. It's the First Day Podcast. We're here together. <laughs> Hi. Look, we're in the same, we're on the same camera. That's me. I can touch you. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's really kind of weird, actually. It is weird. I can't keep looking at the camera, the screen. I have to look at you? I'm supposed to look at the camera, look at me. Yeah, <gasps> we're together, so. But it's so neat to see us together there. I know. Well, you can okay. watch us on replay whenever you want, okay. so. <laughs> Welcome into the First Day Pod. I'm Michael Govier. She's Leanne Hello. Hi, guys. And we're doing the first show ever. Together in person like this. Although we did do the very first episode together. We were sitting across the table from each other and there was no video. Yeah, it was not a uh it was not a live stream at all. It was just audio and we were at my mom's kitchen table actually. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Wow. So here we are. We made it. This is pretty cool. <laughs> How you guys doing today? It's a Sunday evening, as always. We're doing our thing here. And we're gonna talk about blind spotting which is an interesting concept and whatever else is on your mind, we can take the conversation in any direction that you want to. Right. Right. That's your microphone. I know. I just love being in a podcast and looking at you in real life. Okay. I bet you do. <laughs> okay. Can you guys hear, hear her? All right. Do I have to be right here? Is that good? Yeah. It helps me a little. You want me to just stay right here? Okay. Well, look at me. Look how close I am to my mic. Okay. Well, you don't have to look like that. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Ed's here. Hey, What's Ed. up, Ed? Josh? Hey, Josh. What's up, guys? Josh, Ed. Uh, uh, regular cast of characters here on Sunday night. How you guys doing? Hey. Uh, yes, here we are. What a beautiful couple we are. <laughs> yes, we are. It's nice to be together. It feels good to be with each other. <gasps> we love each other very much, and uh, we're excited to go to Arizona here in a uh, couple of days. Mm -hmm. Leanne's run into a slight problem. But she'll be fine, right? Yes, everything's good. Yay! Everything's See, good. she'll be fine. <laughs> um, so, don't forget we have the book club. Oh, Nick says hi. Look at that. What's up, Nick? Hey, Nick! Here we are. We're doing the podcast just like we did. Remember, Nick? Hey, buddy. Um, we got the book club on Monday nights, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're ending the book. Um tomorrow so um if you guys want to come in this might be a good chance for you guys to come in um tomorrow you can dm us for the link and um just kind of audit it if you want to check out you know all the people that are in it kind of the format what we do um and then next week we're starting a new book it's called the Tao of Pooh, like winnie the Pooh. um so it's a lighter book but it's supposed to be really good um that was actually recommended by one of our listeners jenny Hey, um, so yeah, so we're going to be starting that. You don't have to buy the book. Um, we do have a PDF, a free PDF of it. So if you want to just, um, read it online, that would be fine. So you could ask us for that as well. And, um, yeah, so let us know. We'd love to have you. We've got probably about, what is there? Like eight of us, 10 of us, maybe that come every week. So mm -hmm. it's a nice group. I think you'll really enjoy it if you want, you know, something to do. It's only an hour, 8 to 9 Eastern time on Mondays. Well, that's very well done. Nice job. <laughs> High five. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to be a part of that, we're there. We know that you can't always make it, but you don't have to always make it if you don't want to, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no there's no commitment to this. Um, although everybody that's in it is pretty committed. Like it's really cool. But um, you know, life happens. And this next book that we're going to be doing, I think we're going to be done it in like two weeks. Like it's only going to take us like maybe two, maybe three week, weeks to do. So it's a shorty. Um, so yeah, we would love love to have you. Okay. Yeah. Well, we look good. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Uh, is that it? Anything else? I think that's it. Show-wise, business stuff? I think that's it. Yeah, just like us. Uh, please like us. Um, Wait. <laughs> Go on uh, YouTube. So a lot of you watch on Facebook and that is amazing. Like that totally works. Um, but if you guys could also um, subscribe, I think it's, anyway, just subscribe. Just oh subscribe. Gosh, I'm losing my voice. Um, this is, you do the show all the time. I know, but not with you where I'm like all excited. It's <laughs> not an excuse. Okay, anyway, so um, subscribe to us because we're trying to hit 100. That way we can... I don't even know what we're supposed to be able to do with that. But I think we can actually, one of the things that we can do is we're going to be able to make the link say like youtube.com slash Facebook, um, first day pod, which will be easier for people to find us right now. It's just like a long number. So that'd be helpful. Thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel really odd doing this show together. This is very weird. This is really strange. It's like, it's hard for me to ignore right now. Okay, let's Usually go. you're not here. I, it's me, but you're there, but your body is here. So it's very strange, <laughs> it very is. confusing. I feel kind. Of, I feel thrown off. I do. Yeah. I feel like maybe next time, if we were to do it together, which we will, we can maybe have it that the camera is so we're across the table from each other. So then we can still be kind of looking at each. I don't know. Anyway, who cares? We'll figure it out. Sorry, guys, that this is a jumble, but, um, you know, we're here. So let's get to the topic. How about you want to get to the topic? Yeah. Okay, we can do that. Cool. Uh, Ed says, I don't like you guys. I do love you, though. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? So. Ed, I am so sorry I didn't get to see you. Um, this is actually, you know what? This is a great lead in. Um, so. I wanted to see Ed. Ed came down to Windsor to see um, all of us. And I really wanted to be able to see him on Friday before I left. And um, I couldn't because I just, I had way too much stuff to do before the plane. And blind spotting, something that's always in my blind spot. Something. Siri had something to say. Oh, Siri. Uh, well, she got excited that there's more people doing the show. So now she's like, oh, I want to be part of it. Yeah. Anyway, so um, blind spotting. One of my blind spots is that um, I put too much on my plate and think that I can handle everything. And I overextend myself a lot. And in my 20s and in my 30s, I overextended myself like a ton. Um, but now I'm, I'm really doing a better job, but it's still there and I don't even see it. I just think, yeah, 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 I can do everything. Like I can fit everything in and it's just, that's something that I need to work on. And that's something that I need to be aware of. And that's one of the big things that blind spotting is, is not having the self-awareness about things that are going on. Um, there's actually a couple different definitions, but that's kind of one of them is the awareness or self-awareness of how you're is it how you're being perceived or how you're um, how you're reacting to situations? And we don't even see it. Like We don't even see the way that we're being. Oh, you've got a definition right here. Look at you. Yeah, it's the inability to see what is right in front of you. And uh, that's really what it is. Even if you see someone that you've known for a long time, you're seeing them the old way you saw them, and you're not seeing them as they are now. Even if they've changed because you can't see the blind spot. Yeah, you can't see Or your blind spot's it. preventing you. So if uh, you, it's like if someone cheats on you in a relationship, you used to look at them a certain way, but then they cheated on you, and all you could see now is this pain that they caused you, and you're never able to get past that. So even if they've done a lot of work to really try to ask for forgiveness and growth, it doesn't matter because... That's how you're going to perceive them. It doesn't mean your perception is the universal perception of anyone. It's just yours. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Yeah. That's a really big one. That's one that I don't know 
we had this conversation yesterday about it, and I don't know that I would be able to get over it. That's well, something that I don't know that I'd be able to get over. Although now talking about it and realizing that it's just kind of a self-awareness kind of thing, maybe, I don't know, maybe you could talk yourself into or out of anything, really. Well, it's not, this is not what the show is about. No, but it's, so. it's interesting that even if you have the awareness of it, sometimes, like, I think there's, like, um, um, conditioning, too, that plays a big part in it. That's so, what it is, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Um, now it's just, there's a delay in the what we're watching down there, too. Don't look at that. Okay. So. <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. Um, yeah, something that I was reading, too, is that's, like, the big thing with, like, um, everything that's happened and happening um, with the whole debate about, or not debate, but the whole situation about um, the cops and they have biases, even if they're hired that they, they, they're not supposed to, but they do. We all have prejudice. We all have conditioning. We all have these kinds of things. And so it's those blind spots that end up not allowing you to have full justice in the things that you're doing, even the jobs that you're doing. Um, it's really, really damaging if you don't, if you're not aware of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very true. It simply just comes down to the fact people won't be able to change in your life. So you may have to move on from people, even if you really care about people. If you really want to have the growth you need and want, and you're looking to be someone different than the way you were perceived prior, you may have to move away from social circles that you used to run in. And family, even. That's true, too. But I also think that... I also think that there's a there's a period where you have to and it, it may not it may not help help or happen. But like in our situation, we dated years and years ago. We were two totally different people and when we decided that we were going to date again almost what was it at that point like 8 years later, 9 years later, I don't know what it was. Anyway, obviously the people around you they don't see what's really happening. They don't see the people that are in the relationship. They just see the surface level of what's there. And if it's one of those relationships that, you know, like for us, that we came to it after, um, you get all those stories. I got all those stories that, oh, you know, you know, once you're one way, you're always that way. Like people don't change. And I'm like, people do change. Like we, I know I change so why can't we both be changing in the same direction? And so it was uncomfortable for the first probably six months because you have, for me, what I had to do with friends and family and all of it was ignore the stories that they were saying and ignore their blind spots and ignore their, their conditioning because I knew what was true. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's that's what comes down to like with anything with our growth. I think that we need to just be aware of what's true for us um, and realize that other people's perception of us doesn't matter. Okay, so what's that? Oh, that's a good idea. What? Oh, that's a great idea. What? So now we can kind of have like a regular conversation, but I don't know how to do that with this. Anyway. No, just stay where you are. Everything's fine. Okay. Well, it's great if you change, but... That's what blind spotting is, though. You change, the other people won't change with you. So most of the time, that's what happens. But they... What happened with us is an anomaly. It's not the norm. But it was because we were self-aware and we stayed the course and knew that over time, over time, I do feel like that can... People can open up. If they don't open up, that's fine. But it's going to be hard for them to open up immediately. But over time, people see things differently. Mm -hmm. They can. They can, but or they, they don't. won't. I know that's that's true. Well, the other thing that's is, true. people won't connect on your timeline. They won't be willing to give you the opportunities on the timeline that you want them to give them to you. Yeah. Which doesn't necessarily mean there's a blind spot. It just means that someone's processing or understanding of the actions you've done. Yeah. You know, so where this term came from is from a movie called Blind Spotting, which came out about three years ago, and. It's a really good movie. I strongly recommend you guys check it out. Really good film. It's about a lot of different things. It's about 
neighborhoods trying to keep their original feel versus gentrification and the type of people that don't want it to change, but they've got blind spots for that. But then individual actions that people have done and have caused pain to others. And then it, someone can't forgive someone else because someone did something and they witnessed them do something so brutal and violent that even though the person regrets it, does want to change and is changing and making the strides to do it every day, they're still not able to do so. The other person is not able to forget about what they saw. Sometimes when you witness something traumatic or horrific, it's really hard for you to forget about it or to get past it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right here. <laughs> it's just so interesting to watch him in real life. <laughs> yeah. You know, Okay. sometimes we do this thing in public where we pretend we're really angry at each other oh. as like a joke. It's not funny. It's not funny. We realize that, uh, you know, we have a good sense of humor and yeah, we like to. It's very important that we have a quality sense of humor. We laugh about a lot of things together. But sometimes I'll be, <laughs> be grabbing her by the arm like this and like, like trying to t just, because, I'm well, trying to keep her moving because she always wants to stare at everything <laughs> when we're shopping. She wants to stare at everything. She wants to buy everything. And I just want to get the shopping experience done as quickly as possible. So I'll be like, let's go. Come on. <laughs> and it's like a joke. Like I'm a real stern boyfriend. Who, let's go. I said, move it. But then it's not funny. It's not funny. We watched a movie last night called Jungle Fever, which is like 30 years old. That's a Spike Lee movie. And they're... Same thing is happening in that movie, except it's a black man. The movie's about a black man and a white woman getting together. Jungle fever. And at the time, even 30 years ago, it was still very controversial. Um, and they have this fake argument. They're kind of pretending to joke around outside in a car, but the, someone actually calls the cops on them. And then the cops show up, and it turns into this awful racial profiling situation. So we were watching that together last night. We looked at each other like, can't do is, that anymore. Can't do that anymore. I mean, I know we're not. We're both white, and uh, but it doesn't matter. There's so doesn't much. matter. That's not the point. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. somebody saw anybody doing that. It take. In fact, right now today in 2021, much more seriously involved is the fact of domestic violence, and people are ready to help other people and, and take more of an effort to call it out. It's not something where everybody hides and says, "Oh, I don't see anything." People <laughs> will try to help people if they notice something like that going down. So. It's not funny, and uh, it's just something we learned. It's a side note in our own lives, and we're trying to get better as human beings. Yeah. Right, honey? Yeah. 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 We, you, there's so many things that we do that we joke about, and that's kind of like one of those things about the blind spotting. There's a lot of, a lot of things that we say without thinking about what they mean. There's a lot of things that we do without thinking about how they're perceived, and it, it does not mean that we have to say and do and act and be for anybody else. We don't. However, we do need to be more aware um, of what we're doing, what we're saying, um, even just for us to grow to be a more, I always want to say a better person, but we're really, we're really great people the way that we are. But if we want to grow we do need to become self-aware and finding those blind spots. That's one of the things And like, if you have really, if you're going and seeing a therapist or you're seeing a counselor, or you're seeing anybody that is looking to help you through something. Ultimately, is that not what they're looking for? They're looking for the blind spots that you don't see that you think this is the end of the world, or you think that this is the only way that you can see the future or the only way you can see the situation and what the counselor or therapist or whomever you're talking to, they're able to open up your view so you can see the blind spots that you couldn't see. It's kind of like that, you know, that, that, and I should have had you pull it up the, um, black and white. It's like, uh, it's like a Rubens, uh, vase or Rubens face or something. It's the one that's got like the two faces that are looking at each other. And that it's like a, a black and white picture, two faces that are looking at each other. And then in the middle where their silhouette is, is a vase. Well, both of those are true in that, in that picture, but it depends on what you're looking at. You're, you'll only see one of them. So even though any situation, there can be two sides to it. 
if you can't see both sides, that means you have a blind spot. And that blind spot is that side that you don't see. So either you see the vase and you can't see the two people or vice versa. And so um, being able to have that well-rounded kind of view of the world, that's what opens up our blind spots, I think. Does it? Yeah. If we can have if we can have a more open view of the world, and um, it may it helps us be able to see ourselves differently. I know that it's happened with me. You see things very differently than I do, and it's opened what? up. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is weird. What? What are you saying? I see things different than you. What are you talking about? When we're when we're talking. You are able to see things very differently um, when I'm saying things that are happening in my life. You're able to, like, see the other, the flip side that I can't see. And that flip side is the blind spot that I just didn't see. And I've changed a lot, I feel, um, because of that. It's because I've done a lot of hallucinogens, that's all. It can happen for any of you. You guys can all change your own perspectives. Just have a few hallucinogenic experiences, and then your mind will be open. You'll see both sides of everything. And you might be confused forever, though. Because you won't have a clear cut, I'm locked into this. You'll see all angles. And I really believe that. You know? I mean, once you have your mind open to these experiences, it's hard to forget them. Also, I've been through a lot of experiences in my life. Where, and I listen and I... I am actively curious about the world around me, so I don't live in denial. And I can't really hide from anything. So that also plays into it. I don't... But then again, I probably have a lot of blind spots where I'm just doing the same thing that other people are doing as well. Even if I have the ability to see multiple perspectives of an issue... I think another part of it is being able to have open conversation with those closest to you. Why? Because I think that's part of it too, is that like I have a lot of friends that will tell you what they want, what they think you want to hear as opposed to calling you out on your stuff. And I have a few friends that are like that. And I have you that is like that. And I think that's really important because that's the only way that we're going to be able to see our blind spots or be made aware of them is by people being honest with us about them. Cause if we say, if I'm saying, I don't even have a good example of it, but if I were to say something and you know that I, there's a huge blind spot and that I just don't see it. And then, but you're not going to tell me because you're afraid that I'm going to be nervous about it or sorry, squirrel. Um, Peter Eugene, say hi. Hi. How are you? Yes, we all have unconscious biases. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I really do like that. I think that the more that we can speak honestly, but with compassion, I think it will help us open up a lot more. And that's where all the breakthroughs happen. That's where we really come into our own. Hey, great. Hey, Peter. Welcome to the show. Wonderful. Uh Yes, we all have unconscious biases, as you said, Peter. That is something not everybody's readily willing to admit. Might write it down in a journal secretly, but people are not ready to openly tell you, yeah, that's uh, a bias I have in my mind, and it's in there, and I'm not proud of it. Some people will say that, but the overwhelming majority of people don't. It's not like people hop on here and jump in our live stream comments, which all of you can do whenever you want. The live stream chat is always open to you here while we do the show. We don't censor anybody. But very rarely are people jumping in saying, you know, I've got these unconscious biases I've been meaning to tell you all about. Because they're unconscious. (laughs) No, but you could still know they're there. If The unconscious bias means that you would have to take some time to go introspective and figure them out. That is true. But, um, all right, that's a fair point. I'll give you that point. I had, okay, so You can have that point. Okay, so I had one. And I will tell you because it's, it's embarrassing and it's sad and it's really... I'm, I'm not proud of it. But I did have an, a bias against Asian people for from probably mid-university until, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And I didn't even really realize it until I was 
called out about it because I would say certain things. And so then I had to start thinking about it because I was like, I never had this issue before. Like I'm, I don't judge anybody. I'm very, very open and just very accepting. And it's true. I really am. So that's not something that I'm just like saying just to be like, whatever, like I can have a conversation with anybody, but there was this bias that I had and I could not figure it out. And I was like, I don't understand where it came from. My parents weren't like that. I grew up with like my best friends. One was from Malaysia. Like I had very, it, it was never an issue. So then because I was called out on it and I was like, oh gosh, that's not right. I need to think about why that's happening. I realized that I had a, an issue in university because we were in a multi, um, an international school. And so we had a lot of people that came over from, from Asia and, um, they were giving preferential treatment. So, and I was told by a professor that they were given uh, preferential treatment that my grades went down because they had to give, it was like a bell curve, whatever. Anyway, so they had to do that. So I didn't realize that was playing into my head. And then I started creating all of this bias against it. And it was like the, who do they think they are? And that was awful. And I, I'm, this is the first time I'm admitting it to people. Um, well, it takes courage to do that. I'm proud of you. And it, it's very, very, very sad that that was there, but that's how it happened. And it's just sneaky and it's just, it's human nature. That's what happens. And so it sucks. I'm not proud of it at all. But now that I've seen it because I realized, okay, this is an issue. That's not like me. Why is it happening? And then I was able to fix it and realize, okay, so it wasn't even that issue wasn't their issue. Good for them. That was the school's issue. That was had nothing to do with the, the human beings that were in that school that were levying up because of where they came from. So those are all things that you have to kind of realize on your own um, to really tap in because otherwise nobody can see all of those experiences that you've had in your life that feed into it on the surface. You can just say, Oh, well it's probably because of this, but no, there's always like some stupid story that's in there and that's, or, or not stupid, but it's just a, a story that's in there that some people might not even know about. Well, work. yeah. Well, I'm really uh, impressed by you right now. So it's not easy to admit yeah. these things, especially in an open public forum like this. So I think it takes courage to do that. And even though, more people than not likely have these same biases. It might be for other people, other reasons, other groups of people. In fact, the country, the United States, creates biases towards groups of people. It's inherently unconscious, as Peter mentioned, with those unconscious biases. They're already created due to the fact of how the media represents certain groups. Um, you know, if somebody's picked up, someone who's a, in a minority group, a minority cultural group, and they're shown on screen in their jumper and the mug shots. Uh, that doesn't define that person. If this, if something happened where they got arrested for something, that one moment is not everything. That is not. They have lots of other pictures, maybe with family members and their children that you could have shown. You can set an example and a tone, but media and powerful structures that are in place. And this is these is not conspiratorial thoughts. This is just how it is. You can read about it if you really want to find out. And I'm talking about legitimate academic sources that have verified evidentiary understanding. The way everything's presented and certain people are presented within certain cultural groups allows for these blind spots to be created and these unconscious biases to start filtering through your mind without you ever recognizing it until you do discover it, which then therefore technically would become conscious. You're now aware and that awareness is very, very important. So it's uh, it's a dangerous, very, very, very scary thought process. That's why like the book 1984 by George L. Orwell is so prescient even today. There's all these thoughts and you know the think police and the, the way that the propaganda structures are set up to create these thoughts in your head that you you weren't born with them naturally. They were put into your mind over many, many decades of living in a certain country. And though the United States is a very free place, 
We're very fortunate in the United States. The wealth in this country is stupid. Stupid amount of wealth and opportunities compared to other places. Although there are other countries like the United States in the world that do exist. So let's not forget that either. Plenty of free countries that have money and can allow people to do the things they want to do without being so oppressive to certain types of people and groups of people. And that's, you know, blind spotting really is about that too. There's racial connotations and um, ethnocentric minimizations that occur. That's what blind spotting is about. It can be on a massive, large scale of groups of people that you can have blind spots to, or it could be to one singular person. You did this to me. I no longer see you in this light anymore. I used to look at you as a person of substance and character, but then you went and beat the crap out of your friend and I cannot see you in any other light now. You are a vicious, violent, brutal human being and you don't want to do anything to help anybody anymore. That's how I see you now, Leanne. I'm sorry, guys. This is a very serious topic and I can't be serious right now. Why, why are you laughing? What, because I was doing the example? I, she would never be violent. It's very, it's like the last thing that would ever happen with her. So, <laughs> But it's funny. It's an exaggeration of those who don't know her. So. Because it's also funny because I feel like if we were just on the screen, it would have been fine because I'd have been like, oh, this is a good example. This is good. But like just listening to you say it to me like in real life, I didn't realize how different it is from why <laughs> being on video to here. Anyway, okay, so yes. Uh, real quick, uh, Nicholas said, cool to see you guys live together. I can feel the love through the screen. That was very nice. Oh, nice. And, hey. Uh, Peter was agreeing uh, with whatever I was rambling about, I think, <laughs> definitely. Thank you, Peter. Ed says, I can remember two blind spots I had after my wife passed away. I had a blind spot with parents with a young baby. I just thought they were better than me. Oh, man. Wow. That's intense. That's intense. Uh, more verification for Peter. So true. I'm not really sure what it's referencing. Uh, either way, Peter, clearly you're an intelligent person and you don't have any blind spots at all. You're a perfect human being, aren't you, Peter? <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like me. I don't have any blind spots. I'm perfect. <laughs> that's called that's, sarcasm if you don't know funny. me. Ed says, anonymous wife passed away of lung cancer. Not a type related to smokers. So when I saw people smoke freely, I could only have hatred towards them. Thankfully, I don't have either of those blind spots anymore. Well, that's very honest, Ed, as always. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. But how do you, that's, I guess, what the big question is, is how do you get rid of the blind spots? What? I'm just interacting with Peter. Talk, come on. Oh, We're doing hey, our own Peter. thing over here. Okay, good. You're over you here, me and Peter over here. So. <laughs> um... Yeah, how do we get, and I think this, and we say this where I say this a lot on the show, I always thought that, I didn't think, I always wanted to believe that things were just like, oh, well, tell me how to do this, and then we can just get from point A to point B, and I can like fix whatever that thing is. Easy. And that's just not the way that it is. With anything that we're doing internally, it's not the way that it is. So even if we say, okay, so to find to find your blind spots, you know, discuss it with somebody or start journaling or start really doing interceptive like work inside to see where all the stuff is, it's still not an answer that in an hour you're just going to be able to like figure that out. It's like it truly is like an onion that you're just going to peel away little pieces every now and then as you're as you're thinking about it as you're doing the work but it it really isn't until you get really deep like levels down that you really see what all these things are so if you're even just like i'm really impressed if you're here just because you're curious about what blind spotting is that's the first step i really do believe is just being curious and then being open to see that inside of you to see what yours are um so I think, I mean, we're not, like we say, we're just, you know, two people here that are really trying just to open up the conversation about all of these these things that are naturally happening with all of us, but people aren't talking about. So the blind spots, I think, I'm really happy that you wanted to bring this up, Mike, because I think it's something that we can all relate to. And I'm really hoping that, you know, you're listening to this and then you're going to start thinking about what are my blind spots? And another thing that I think can kind of help is if you get angry with somebody or frustrated with somebody and it's not really a like 
you don't really know what it is. It's just like the thought of them or the something. You just get this like feeling. Question why that's happening. And it's not just because. Question that and then keep questioning it. And that's where you're going to come up with these blind spots because we're not, we're naturally loving people. That's, that's what our core, it really is. That's what our core is. Our core is just to love everybody. Um, but we have just been through a lot. <laughs> We've just been through a lot. And okay, so we should also say for the people that are on audio right now, Mike is just having fun with the screen right now and putting his hand in front of my face. And so that's what's making me laugh because I'm just realizing <laughs> my laugh isn't going with the words that I'm saying. But anywho, um, so if you guys are just listening to this audio, you can come over to YouTube and watch the video and you can see us for the first time together. Yeah, you can subscribe if you want to. Yeah. But, um, That'd be nice. Yes. What yeah. about Peter's comment? Okay, so what does he have to say? Just a big thanks to you both for this space. Was able to catch you both live with David W. Oh, oh nice. Grateful to learn with and from you then and again tonight. That's awesome, Peter. I'm so glad. That is really cool. Yeah, shout out to Dave. Dave, hope you're doing well. Dave and Judy. Yeah. Uh, miss you guys. Haven't talked to you in a while. Need to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. In a minute, right? Yeah. They're doing, yeah, with the Sugar X Global, they're doing amazing work with all of their whole community. So mm -hmm. make sure that you're checking them out too. Josh says, I used to feel that bias of people who were more successful. Over time, I realized it does not matter as long as I feel fulfilled in my life and that bias was not relevant anymore. That's awesome, Josh. This podcast has been good for me, and I appreciate both of you. Thanks, Josh. We that love was you, very Josh. Kind. We're glad that uh, it's been good for you. That's a positive experience, right? Yeah, that's amazing. Yay! That's, amazing. that's really cool. The success bias, I think that's a, that is a big one. That we There's a lot of us that judge up or down, really, like the you know, they're more successful than who am I? Or, well, I'm more successful, so who are they? Like, that bias happens a lot. So, Josh, that's a really good one to bring it up. Yeah, that's success in the keeping up with the Joneses is a classic time out of tradition in the United States of America and Canada. So you have to dictate your own terms for success. But there's nothing wrong with some competition and striving for more, if oh, that's what you yeah. want. If you're an ambitious person, go get them. Just make sure it's healthy. If you have unhealthy motivators, such as, I have to beat this person, a competition can be very dangerous. If it pushes you to do more, if someone else you respect competes with you in a situation, not just in sports, but in life with business, career opportunities, goals oriented to anything that you find of interest, then that's a good thing. It's nice to be pushed by someone else. But if you're pushing yourself with very unhealthy motivations of jealousy and envy, uh, fear, that's a big thing. You know, Ed mentioned acceptance is what I needed to work on first. He said that a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to think everything we talk about is really just boils down to two things. It's about acceptance and fear. These are these two foundations, or really not foundations. In a sense, they are, but they're also two pillars or these two separate hallways, a dichotomy of fear versus acceptance. Are we driven by fear? Are we driven by acceptance? Which one do we want more? And both of these really push and pull all of the time. It really can boil down to those two things. Are you willing to accept who you are, what you are, or the people around you, everything around you? Or are you fearful of what you've become or what you're doing or how you're viewing people and judging people? Or are you accepting the fact that, you know, I've figured things out. I accept the people around me and I'm even for their faults and which you shouldn't even call faults, just their shortcomings or the way they do things doesn't mean their ability to not do it as well as you do. If, if someone is a better, someone mows the law more frequently than you do. It doesn't make them better or worse. You should just accept the fact that that person, yeah, that person likes to mow their lawn once a month. I like to mow mine once a week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great, yeah. What And why should you be living in fear of the fact, oh my God, I'm not mowing my lawn as often as the other person. I'm behind. Right. Well, that's no way to live either. So think about all these thoughts and all these circumstances that you go through. Yeah, it's huge. It's kind of exhausting, but... 
We do it in everything. We do it in everything. Mm-hmm. It all comes back down to having that conversation with yourself. Like just asking yourself and not going through the automatic pilot. That's the whole thing. We live so much of our life in automatic pilot and just doing the things because we did them before this way. And, you know, it was the way our parents did it and whatever. We just have to start having a conversation with ourselves and asking ourselves why we're doing the things that we're doing and thinking the things that we're thinking. Ed has a comment here. Another big blind spot was being homophobic. Oh, Hmm. I was sexually abused and I questioned my sexuality through my work and myself. I realized my abuse had nothing to do with homosexuality. Interesting. Ed, that's very, Ed yeah. is always so honest and open with yes. his, uh, yeah. Ed, they don't make them like you. I'll tell you what, you're a unique human being mm-hmm. and I don't envy that. I accept that. And I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we could all do more to open ourselves up to our own introspection and to understanding and uh, our conscious and unconscious bias, implicit biases, Explicit biases that we have. Explicit means it's obvious, blatant. Implicit means it's basically the unconscious bias. You don't know what's going on, but it's happening. Ed says, I had to work on my shame and acceptance to get rid of that hate. That is a ton of work, too, by the way. You type that sentence out and we post it, but the work that goes into that sentence is so extreme. Josh says, I agree, Mike. For example, two people working out together who have respect for each other could push each other with healthy competition. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Like you and me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one, Josh. Josh says, I have neighbors that compete with the whole lawn competition. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you do. Everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how many times have you, people get pissed because "Ah, that person hasn't mowed their lawn. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. There's also people like my dad is a big one. He's always been like he has a beautiful lawn. Like he has a beautiful lawn. Him and my mom have beautiful gardens. Like they but they don't do it for anybody else. Nobody else. They just really enjoy it. They love the feeling when they pull up in their own driveway. It's their entrance. You know, some people like to paint their door to be a certain color so they feel good when they're going in. That's their doorway and so they love it. But I do know that people probably look at it like, oh, we need to, you know, like be at that level, but there's no level. Like my parents don't judge anybody else based on their lawn because they're not even, they're not even looking at that at all. They don't, you know what I mean? So it's interesting when people think like they, I'm sure think that my dad would be like very judgy on that or whatever. And he's not. So our perceptions of our, like Mike was saying, our fear um, or insecurity can make other um, perceptions of other people just completely wrong because it's just based on our own insecurity. Mm -hmm. Life is just so funny. Is it? Yeah. What did you say today? Life is... What did I say today? Oh. I said a lot of things. I said something. I, I can't remember what I said. And and Mike goes, yeah, life is a goofball. And I feel like I want to do that like as a quote. I did say that. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. Life is a goofball. Life is goofy. <laughs> it is a goofball. So. Oh, man. Okay. What else? Anything else? <laughs> Guys... <laughs> Up. Oh God! What? <laughs> okay, so um. Okay, so. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is just so interesting, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Um. <laughs> I'm so just, funny. I'm just so giddy because it's just so neat. Anyway, and we're not rubbing any people's face that we're in love and blah, 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 because we've both been single for a very long time, and it's totally okay. This is just very new. So if you're watching us for the first time, this is not, we're not like, whatever. Our story is we've been separated for a very long time. Well, it's very, that's kind of you to say that, but who cares? Yeah. We're no, doing okay. our thing here. Who if you've got a problem with it, then you need to look at yourself. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Because that's what I, if I was like, oh, look at these people. It was me. It wasn't them. Which, listen how cool this is. We were going for a walk yesterday, and we were holding hands, and this stranger that was mowing his lawn was he like... He was mowing his lawn. Yeah, it's very it's interesting. And so anyway, so we're holding hands as we're walking. We're trying to get like our, our training in or whatever. And 
he just goes, get a room, kids, or something like that. And so we stopped and talked to him. And it turned out that he ended up being an American that married a Canadian. And so she came out and we had this whole big fun conversation. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I guess because I thought it was neat that we could just like be who we want to be and he could be who he wanted to be. And then it opened up this beautiful mm. conversation and yeah. we ended up exchanging phone numbers like because he lives down the road and it was very neat. So I really do think that the more that we can find our own blind spots to open up that insecurity because we could have, he could have said that and we could have been like, oh, okay, sorry, sir, whatever. And like felt insecure, like, oh, how why are we doing that is that inappropriate and then just kept walking but instead we were just that's who we are and he was just being sarcastic and funny because that's who he is and we were being able to like create something that was really cool so finding our blind spots i think can also um open us up to be more of who we really are and a lot of no what's happening go ahead we also we open ourselves up to an experience by not putting our heads down, walking yes. down the street. You know, we, we're looking up, we're saying hello to people and yes. doing little things like that. And Leanne's really good about that. She says hello to everybody she walks by, whether they want to say anything or not. It's up to them. <laughs> it's not, you shouldn't be afraid of it, but we live in a world now, at least in this country, people walk by each other and headphones on and nobody says anything. And it's like, you might as well not be there. So Yeah. And people, we get again, insecure. And so if I say hello to somebody and they don't say hello to me, then that can break people down that they're like, well, I'm not going to say anything because that was like uncomfortable. So <laughs> that was uncomfortable. And Mike even said that because I was saying hi to everybody. We went uh, to a store later hours um, last night. And so all, a lot of the workers were just like, you know, doing their thing. And it was like, good evening. Hi. My wife, did, oh, Josh, Rebecca does that all the time, Leanne. That's awesome. I know. I love her. I haven't met her in real life yet, but I cannot wait to meet her. We're going to have to, like, just go hang out. Um, can you read it? Because I have a hard time reading this. Come on. Come okay. on. Blind spots can also develop through negative childhood experiences and last into adulthood. For example, my father always criticized my artwork, and I'm working through it now. But for years, I would never fish, finish anything because I felt it wasn't good. Well, that's too bad, Mom. I Sorry do remember that. having that conversation with you. I'm so glad that you're moving through it. She is a phenomenal artist. Yeah. And then Ed says, I'm sure I have the worst lawn in all of North America. It drives my neighbor crazy, so he often cuts my lawn and plants flowers on my yard. Wow. <laughs> I bet he's doing that on purpose. Ed's just like, perfect. Ed, I don't get this <laughs> obsession, you know, with like mowing the lawn and like all this manicuring. It's... It's so suburban, and it was taught to people during the 40s and 50s. Hey, we got to take care of our lawns. Oh, my God, we got to keep up with each other. And, and I understand people want to respect each other's properties and stuff, too. If it has, you know, if it kills property rates and value, that's one thing. I, I can understand that part of it, but, you know. It's therapeutic, though, for some people. I know it is. That's fine if that's what you want to do. But the, the fact that it became, like, the expectation, oh. I don't like that, you know. It's also better for the environment if we don't use our lawnmowers all the time. It's more emissions and more crap going in the air. And I really, I, <laughs> people thought it was a cop-out. I, I told that to Luke when we lived together in 2014. He's like, I'm not mowing the lawn all every week. It's, what about the environment? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Because really, the truth was, I'd never said that before. But I actually believed it. But prior to that, I just didn't want to mow the lawn anyways. So he thought it was an excuse. You but, could get a push But he had a blind spot. I had changed. Yes. But he was just applying my old thought process, which was a true. That's how I felt. I just was like, I don't care. I'm not doing this. You get a push mower. That's fine for the environment. I had a push mower in 2012 and 13 when I lived in Ferndale. Yeah. I mowed my lawn. It was totally manual. I've done that. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so. nothing wrong with the environment there. And then you have the... It was a good workout. Yeah. I was in good shape then, too. I did front and backyard with the push... No electricity, no gas, no nothing. It just cuts the lawn with your power by <laughs> making the blades turn. It's pretty wild. I feel like we have to change the the topic of this episode to lawn mowing. <laughs> lawn maintenance, garden care. Yeah. yeah. Engl sponsored by English Gardens. <laughs> Michelle says, I don't care about the lawn and I refuse to use any chemicals or other fertilizers. Good for you, Mom. However, I do like having pleasing to my eye plants, trees, and flowers. Yes, you do. You love your 
You love your uh, plants. Yeah, very see, important to you. Blunt honesty can help to expose or even help work through blind spots, says Josh. Yes. Well, it's a start. Yeah. If you're not even recognizing it or you're not aware of things, that's what blind spots are and a lack of awareness. Mm -hmm. I don't see things. I'm blind to it. So you have to have a revelation in order to remove the blind spot or at least identify it. So that's no longer a blind spot. It's just a spot. But then you still have to deal with that spot. Yes. And the blunt honesty, I agree, but we still also have to have compassion when we're talking with others. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a good one for kind of going full out because I want to help everybody and that's that's it. And then I realize that it can, if it really is a blind spot to somebody and they are feeling, um, they're not even aware of it, it can feel like I'm judging or it feels like I'm attacking and puts them on the defensive, and that's not good either. Um, not, not great. No, no. So, yeah, the conversation, I think, is is huge. You're absolutely right, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's what it says. Fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> yes. I say that a lot. So, um, okay, well, I think, I think that's probably good. We've been here almost an hour, and it's a really... You guys, I absolutely adore your part of our um, of our podcast. It really is really cool being able to have people that can share. Like with this, it's such a sensitive topic, but you guys are sharing your blind spots and things that you're working through and things that you have worked through. And I think that's, that's what our whole goal is with this, you know? So I'm really, really grateful that you guys are all here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last comment from Josh. Blunt honesty can help, has helped in my relationship. So everything is on the table and any issue could be worked out. That's great. Beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's how it should be. Yes. That's what we'd have. Yeah. There's nothing I won't say to her. <laughs> nothing. Nope. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. You think of it, I'll say it. So. Okay. Because that's the kind of honesty I want to be a part of. I don't want to live in shrouded mysteries. Yeah, it is helpful. It is helpful. Yeah. It's always for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not mean. That's the whole thing. If we can get over, there were some things that he would bring up that I was just like, it was an insecurity for me. So then I got defensive. But then I'm like, he loves me. He just wants me to be able to help myself. You know, like, so. So accept yourself. We both need to do that. Yeah. Not just her, me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Acceptance, understanding. Empathy. Compassion. I mean, why would we be together? Otherwise, we're just spinning our wheels here. We would suck. Yeah. If we fought all the time, we just brought nothing but angst and fear and pain and sadness to each other. Although people do like to have those type of relationships. They're not very healthy. I don't, I feel like that. I can confidently say that. I'd rather sit out and be by myself than be involved in some type of chaotic nightmare of a relationship. And I know Leanne would agree with that, I think. And bringing out people's, bringing out other people's blind spots in a loving way is really important because I feel like that's where a lot of relationships, like Josh, what he's saying, he's got a really strong relationship because they're able to have that communication. Because if, if Mike is seeing something that I'm doing and I'm completely oblivious to it, but he's not helping me by opening me up to that, it's eventually going to just eat away at him. Because he can't talk to me. And then if we go another five years, he's going to be so irritated by that thing of whatever it is that I'm oblivious to. Where if he would have just told me in the beginning, we could work through it and then it would be fine. So we sometimes think that we're protecting people by not opening them up to what's actually happening. Um, And sometimes people aren't ready for it. I know people have called me out on stuff and I wasn't ready for it. Nope. And the other thing is, is that if people call you out on things, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true for you. You know, I was told by a friend that I say I love you too much, that it's weird and it's unnerving and it makes people uncomfortable. And so that was a really tough one for me to deal with. And until I realized it wasn't me, it's not me. Like, I don't need to stop telling people I love them. It's that's how she feels. And so, yes, with her, 
I can lay back because it does make her feel uncomfortable because she obviously needs to work through things. And that's totally okay. And I can respect that. But I don't need to take that one conversation and then extrapolate it to all the rest of the world kind of thing, you know? So just because somebody's going to call you out on a blind spot, it may not necessarily be your blind spot. It may be their trauma. So there's um, asking questions, being curious, and really asking yourself what's true. That's what's... Peter says, well said, Leanne. Good job. Thanks, sir. Thanks. Nice. Thanks, Peter. Very cool of you to say Peter, that. Peter, we are here. Peter, we're here every single Sunday at 8 p.m. for the hour. So That's right. I really hope to see you again. This has been really great having you here. Michelle says, spreading love is never too much. All of you guys can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done that yet, you owe us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yes, you do. It'll help us. It'll I would help. I would do it for you if you have a podcast. I'll go rate yours five stars right now. Just let me know what it is, and I'll go do it. I'm ready. It's not hard. It's very doable. And you can also sub our YouTube channel, not the Facebook Live or wherever else you're watching this on Twitch or on the Twitter thing. Sub the YouTube channel. That helps us the most. Thank you. It's very kind of you. And Ed says five stars. Yep, that's right. Thank Aww. you, Ed. Uh, glad you guys are getting more time to see each other in person. Yeah, it's exciting. We're going to Arizona this week. Should be fun. Yay. We're going to go on a plane together. I, can't, I love flying. I don't have a blind spot for flying, I'll tell you that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> do okay. That says, I was lucky enough to meet the love of my life. Now I feel I have another opportunity for another healthy and loving relationship. I feel doubly blessed. That's right, Ed. Yay. Absolutely. I mean, I love Leanne. I love her very much. But, you know, there's 10,000 people in this world I could probably have a very wonderful life together with. I, I think it's true. Yes, it is true. The, the one true thing fallacy, it's a fallacy. Sorry. Because there's a difference between living in reality and loving someone very much with all of your heart, which you can do, and then basing everything on this one person. Because you know what the tremendous stakes are? If it's only this one true love, this one person, that is way too much pressure. It also turns women off. Guys are like, or other way around. Guys are like, whoa, this is too intense. Or a girl be like, this is too intense. If someone says, you're the one true person for me. It sounds fun in certain movies and stuff, but that's not reality at all. It's important that we don't put that much pressure on ourselves. Because then if you don't find that one person, you also feel pressure and left out like, oh, what's wrong with me? I don't have one true person. There's not. There's a minimum of a thousand, maximum of a million possibly out there in a world of seven billion plus people. Trust me. So that's what he means when he says, I'm one in a million. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> See, this is the kind of harsh reality she has to deal with when she's with me. So it's a small price to pay, but I feel like keeping it real, it only connects us to a more authentic reality, yes. the truth. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with the truth. It's very useful. So, um, but you know, that's why people, you know, people get married five, six, seven times because they know they keep trying. There's other people out there and people who lose someone who dies like Ed, it's awful, mm -hmm. but there is someone else out there for you. There absolutely, absolutely is 100%. Amazing as your wife was, it wasn't just as one person forever. There are other people. So I want you to know that that's supposed to be a positive reinforcement. So it is. Mm -hmm. It's not funny. It's not funny. Well, why are you laughing at everything? <laughs> because it's funny that that's the like the part that you say on our first show together. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to be with the person is the most important thing. You want to choose to be with that person. Exactly. Yes. So that's it. It doesn't matter how many people you're with yep. at one time. <laughs> what? Oh, my it, God. Yeah, if you want to date 10 people at a time, that's your thing. Because you could be in love with 10 different people. Isn't that yes. what I'm saying? Yes, no judgment. You guys do your thing. That doesn't happen in this relationship, but yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, meant to be together, that's a whole nother conversation. That's very different, by the way, Ed, than the like one true person. I think he said people that you guys are meant to be together. Because we are all like best friends. So that's I think he was talking nice. about him and his wife. I know. He was. And that, that's true. Being meant to be together with somebody is completely different topic and discussion as opposed to the one true person for me. That's mm -hmm. all there is. Because that's they're not mutually exclusive and they're totally different. And we're meant to be together for many reasons. You can actually define those reasons and that makes sense. And that is totally valid. So 
And there's no blind spots in our relationship whatsoever. We're flawless. <laughs> so. oh, that's funny. All right, that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody. This has been fun. It's been fascinating to be together in person. It was weird when it started, but we got a good flow going here. Yeah. And I hope we can do this together more often. Uh, next Sunday, we'll be in Arizona. So I don't know what's going to happen. We're, I think we're going to try it. Are we? Oh, oh, we might not be able to. Okay, guys. So well, 8 p.m. their time. It'll be 5 o'clock our time. So you might not be out of the What? It's Sunday. We're going to be at your uncle's or whatever. Oh, right. Okay. Let's, okay. We'll we're going to figure it out. out. I, yeah, we, we don't may, know what's going to happen. We may so. have to cancel next week, guys. So um, we'll have to see. Okay. Sorry, if we if we do, then we will see you the following week. We promise. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Yeah. Uh, don't forget book club Monday night. Yes. 8 p.m. Eastern time. DM us for the link. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, blah blah blah. Whatever you want to find us. Firstdaypod at gmail.com. Those are all viable ways to connect with us. We'll give you the link, and we'll do the book club thing, which is always a good time. We always learn something. Yes. Thanks, guys. We love you. Yeah. Big hugs. All right, bye, everybody. See you guys. Thanks for joining us. Love you guys. Bye.